Hello and welcome to the Foxhole of Full Battle Rattle podcast, the show that brings you the real time, on the ground truth perspectives and latest information in military and civilian leadership, business and innovative and creative ideas. I'm your host, Chief Warrant Officer Taj Keeler. Now, let's log in. Today's guest is Robert Evans, software developer of Pops and Cots application. Rob served his country in the Army Reserve and Army National Guard. We will discuss the advantages of Pops and Cots application, exploring its design and concept, and the positive impact it can have on the quality of life for both soldiers and leaders. Welcome, Rob. We sincerely thank you for sparing your precious time to discuss Hots and Cots app. We greatly appreciate your insights and thoughts and your contribution. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm really honored to have you on. As we discussed uh, previously, your work is is amazing, and I'm glad the audience is going to get a chance to hear from you. So can you tell us a little bit about your military background and civilian background? Sure. So I enlisted in 2000, uh, split up in my junior year of high school. Uh, my parents actually had to sign for me to enlist. Uh, did my basic at Fort Sill, and then I uh, went back, finished my senior year, and then did my AIT over at Fort Jackson as a 75 hotel uh, for you two alpha now. Uh, did did time in the reserves, um, deployed up to Fort Stewart to help with the mobilization after 9-11 to put troops on the ground. And I over there, I worked over at the G2, uh, working the skip with classified and non-classified information, helping provide briefs. And it was there I got my first taste of kind of working in computers and IT. And then um, spent some more time, a little bit more deployments. And then I eventually I went into the National Guard after I finished up my reserve contract where I was told I'd be going into a brand new unit that I would not be deployed. And then probably within a couple months after my first drill, I was involuntarily reclassed to a 92 Fox as a fueler to deploy over to uh, Iraq in Fob Falcon. And then I did six years in the Guard, um, got out. And then uh, got into software development. Well, actually, I got into information technology, IT, and eventually worked up to software development, which is what I do now, my nine-to-five job. That's amazing. So what's the interesting fact about you? Uh, so I guess it would be I'm a self-taught developer. Uh, so I had some core grounding in IT and, and understanding of like basic logic with software development, but actually writing code and, and releasing apps and, and all that, I, I self-taught myself um, to do how to do all that. You self-taught yourself how to do that? I did. Uh, I, I had some help with kind of like understanding certain, how to navigate certain things and concepts, but majority of actually, I was watching YouTube videos and a few courses online, but yeah, I... No university, proper university training for software development. It's all self-taught. Just like that. Just like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of the, the military does teach you certain skills on how to adapt, adapt and overcome. So I, uh, there was a, I needed to adapt to the changing world of technology. And part of that was learning software development. And I really didn't want to go back to school uh, to, to learn that. <laughs> That's impressive. So I know you have a lot of ideas as far as your software development, but what made you choose to do Hots and Cots app? Uh, it was it wasn't one singular piece. It was a multiple uh, a multiple things that occurred that wanted me to set me down this route of Hots and Cots. Um, the first being I've 
for, for years, I've been involved with the Reddit community, the military community on Reddit. Uh, I've been a moderator over on the military subreddit, um, active com- a member within the Army subreddit. So I've seen people posting of situations with barracks um, and dining facilities, um, among other issues they've had experiences within the military. So that that's one aspect. So I kind of had an idea of these are the challenges that soldiers are facing. Uh, the other component of it was the GAO report came out in September talking about the conditions that soldiers are living in. And then finally, uh, a good friend of mine asked me if, unaware of the GAO report, unaware of the challenges of the military, this friend of mine, it was not in the military, asked me, because I have two kids, would I be okay with them joining the military? And, and I'm not going to say no. I'm going to support them, whatever they want to do. Um, but I would also tell them I wouldn't feel that comfortable with the current state of the military um, with, with the, how it is, which pains me because my dad was in the Navy and then my grandfather was in the Navy. Um, I also have an uncle who was in the Air Force as a pilot. So I have this history of my family being in the military, which between those three things that happened within a close range, I really wanted to try to make a difference. And a friend of mine that's I, I'm friends with over on the Army subreddit knew I was a software developer and he's now active in the military and in that community and knows the challenges and said, you know, you should, this is the perfect opportunity to write an app mm-hmm. to, to get soldiers out there, to be able to review stuff, to do something because there is a gap in this space. That kind of set me down the path of starting writing hots and cots. The challenges that I faced was just wanting to make sure that the questions and the, the content wasn't just a complaint a place for someone to go and complain. I wanted to make it so that it could make changes in the military for leaders and for junior soldiers. In a nutshell, that's kind of how I got on the road of Hots and Cots and where I'm at now. So in the achievement of, of Hots and Cots and how it has so much momentum, besides the gaps and challenges, before it actually was even initiated, you had to overcome any types of challenges? I think understanding how... I can craft the questions was one challenge because I think you can ask question of how would you rate this barracks? How would you rate your, your living situation? But then there's components of that that I wasn't quite sure how to craft. And that's where the GAO report was really helpful for me, knowing what the DOD requires for soldiers and what I think should be in the app. So basically what I'm trying to say is the questions I crafted were from questions and things that were in the DOD manual that were utilized in the GAO report. That was a challenge. I wanted to make sure that the data that I was collecting was impactful, that it could be used by leaders later on down the road if Stacia wished to use it. Okay. So what all military service members can use the app? It's all branches, Air Force, Coast Guard, Space Force, Marines, because I realized as I was getting more into hots and cots is that this, and, and the GAO report mentions that these living quality of life issues are branch-wide. They all have them. Um, it's not just something singular to the to the army, as evident by the recent congressional hearings with senior leadership uh, on the thirty first. The quality of life issues are branch wide. So, how were you able to get all the different bases? What type of research that went into that? That was tough. My initial release of Hots and Cots, I didn't even have a way for you to select installations. You had to actually type in whatever installation you're at, which you can understand. Like, for perfect example, JBLM, some revert, refer to it as JBLM. Some may call it Joint Base, Lewis McCoy. There's all, and then, and then you still have those who want to call the installations by their former names. So it's like, it, it was very difficult. 
so I spent a lot of time researching, trying to find a, an encompassing list of installations. And then that the hard part was then just trying to manipulate that data to be able to use mm-hmm. um, within the app. So that, that was the challenging part as well. So as bases change names, new infrastructure is posted, like how do you continue to stay in the loop of what's going on or you get feedback? I try to stay in the loop on what's going on and then I also get feedback. So since I released, there's been requests. So in iOS, so find iOS, you can request features. And that was one of the, some of the early features, like, can you add this installation? Can you add this installation? So a lot of it's from feedback and then me just trying to stay in, stay in on the, on the know of what's happening. But I also work with some, a close group of individuals who are still serving and those that have gotten out that can also help me with some of those nuances of installation names if there's one missing or so. Okay. So when a soldier or military member actually puts in their remarks in the app, what happens after that? Well, it depends. If Mm -hmm. it's an installation that I've been working with, I can pass along that information. If it's something that's not great, I can pass that along. For example, I work with the Garrison Command team over at JBLM. And so if an issue gets posted that have a situation with mold or something that's maybe there's a leak or something that's really terrible, I can send it over to my contact over there and they can work on getting eyes on the situation or to remediate those issues immediately. If it's not an installation that I've been working with, then I can post it on social media and kind of spread the word that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's also part of the problem is that not everybody is aware of the current situation that some soldiers are, and service members are living in. So it helps remove that mystery of things. So a soldier or service member can submit something to ICE or a work order for something, but then it goes into a black box um, and nobody really knows. And even on the civilian side too, uh, they don't really know what the situations are. So that's kind of how I can kind of get word out of situations of something that's a negative and really needs attention. And that's helped get garner some attention as well. I know we're in the early stages of it, but if you have any plans or thoughts on how to be able to share like data reports with senior leadership, like on a quarterly so, basis? Yeah, that's something I've been working on, trying to figure out the best approach. I have a couple ideas on ways to do that, but it's also knowing what data leaders want to see. I've had one idea I have is just creating a dashboard that leaders and installation commanders can go log in and see what's been posted either to that particular installation they're a part of or army branch wide if they want to. I've looked in and thought about some kind of emailing some information out on a quarterly or monthly basis. So it's just kind of still kind of whiteboarding what that looks like as the end result. The dashboard is a really good idea though, because in that way you can be able to go and look at your particular installation, see what's going on, mm-hmm. see what's happening. And then to actually be able to narrow down whatever barracks or dining facility that may need, you know, the most attention. Exactly. Because with ICE, you, a leader may not get those comments for weeks or maybe months later. And by that time, it's a little hard to, in the case of dining facilities, it's hard to act on correcting those faults. If you're getting those reports a month later, for example, I spoke with somebody that was over at dining facilities at a particular organization. Her comment was, if I had a picture of somebody eating raw chicken that day, I could have somebody over there within hours to address it. Versus with ICE, I don't get those reports for a month later and I can't do anything about it. I can't hold the contractor responsible because it's already been a month later. So in your point, a dashboard, a, a leader can go and see immediately 
okay, this is what this soldier is reporting. This is what's happening. I can go take care of it. Or even looking at it from a perspective of this installation is really doing really well. What are they doing differently that we're not, that we're rating low by soldiers? And it creates it more to be an agile and adaptable uh, source because it's quicker. And then you get into mm-hmm. the change management model to be able to affect change immediately instead of waiting 30 days, 45 days. Because also that goes into the soldier overall well-being. Then the overall well-being of a soldier is ultimately better for the leader. Agreed wholeheartedly. I don't know individuals utilize ICE uh, to report issues, but uh, it's it's an open site. Anybody can go look at it. And it takes a bit to get through ICE to be able to report something. And I can see that deterring service members from wanting to report something, especially with our younger new soldiers coming in where things are very much at a fast pace. I need it. I want to submit something now. I don't want to go searching. So I guess I say that to say it could use some upgrading. Right, because you can't upload photos, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. You can't. You cannot submit photos at all. So if, if you're trying to uh, describe a situation, you really, and, and to be able to express how bad it is, it, it takes a lot of wordsmithing. And, and if you're submitting issues and not getting resolved and not getting attention, it could, I could see that deterring soldiers from wanting to actually submit something. So speaking of that, like, so we're talking about the closeout part. So if a soldier or a member of any type of branch submit a report through Hots and Cots, of whatever issue, whatever state issue may be, and it gets resolved, is there any way that it's, the soldier knows or the military member knows that it's been closed out or even it's pending in progress, visibility has been put on it? And so when I initially released Hots and Cots, I didn't have that thought in mind. But as I progressed and I've built these relationships, there needs to be a, a closed loop system because so in today's world, you can review anything. You can go on Google Maps, you can review anything you want to review. But there's no closed loop. And there's even like that situation now on Instagram and TikTok, if a soldier or anybody posts something, there's no real closed loop a lot of that times when somebody's posting something negative or even positive. So I've recently added a piece where something can be marked as action. So if something's been looked at or I know that there's been action taken, it'll have a little green check mark that's a, and it'll say actioned on it when they look at it. Uh, and coming soon, I'm actually going to be able to add notes to what those actions are. So there's even a little bit more further uh, closed loop on on situations. So that's going to be coming out in the next probably week or two, where if something's been actioned, I will actually add notes of what that action was. So most recently, we had an issue with mold. So I could say Garrison Garris Commander reached out with the permission, shared, shared the service member's information, and they're taking appropriate actions. I may not always know what those actions are. I mean, because, you know, it's it's the military. Things move at a different pace. Um, there's different work processes involved. So I may not be able to be as detailed as some like, but I can at least have something in there to show the installation is looking at there's action being taken. And that's the overall goal. Um, so Hots and Cots is not necessarily designed for, let's just say, dirt in the corner of the room, but it's more designed of health concerns, such as mold or uh feces and things of that nature that's really detrimental to a member a military member's uh health that that is one aspect of it but the the other aspect that i don't i sometimes i feel like gets lost and and i myself too i had to correct myself at times like i get lost in this, the negative things but also there is a positive part of hots and cots that i'm trying to create so if you're going ty to an installation you may not know what Insulation is rated the high, or what defect is rated the best by soldiers. 
you kind of kind of find out through word of mouth, but there's no centralized place you can go saying this is the this is the defect you want to go eat at. Or if you're going to be PCSing to a new installation and you're a junior enlisted soldier, you can't get an idea of what you're going to be moving into. There's no bill of rights for house like housing. If you're a married soldier, you can request the last seven years of work orders for a house. You can't do that with barracks for as a junior enlisted soldier. So part of this is also to show, give junior enlisted soldiers when they go to a barracks, they have an idea of what those rooms might look like. Um, is it going to have a kitchenette? Is it going to have uh, the ability to lock up my gear? Is it, um, is it a refrigerator? has a refrigerator? Is there laundry on that floor or do I need to go to a different building for my laundry? Or is there even a laundry at all? So there's just things like that, that soldiers don't really know. And that's also what I'm trying to create with Hots and Cots. So if you're a new soldier leaving AIT, you're not going, trying to go to Reddit, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm, I encourage, I go on Reddit all the time and that's kind of my audience. I see people on and posting new stuff. Hey, I'm going to um, Fort Liberty. What are the barracks like there? Or what, what, do I, what can I expect? So now they can go to Hots and Cots and hopefully see, okay, this is what I'm seeing soldiers are posting when I go there. And on Reddit, they'd be more waiting on a response from someone versus mm-hmm. actually going to be able to click and see the reviews. That's if you get a response because the challenge with that is an individual doesn't want to always talk about what an installation is like. They After they've done it 10 times, you're like, I'm tired of telling people what this installation is like. I don't want to do it anymore. So they just don't even post, okay. which is fine. I mean, I get it. I've been that person. I'm like, I don't want to say, I don't want, I feel like a broken record repeating the same thing. So they can go and go on Hots and Cots and, and see the information at, at real time and, and, and such. So pretty much Hots and Cots is also a historical platform too as well. And then you can yes. view it anytime. So if something was a change, whether you're going to this PCS to this assignment or go TDY to this assignment, you can pretty much pull it up and put that installation in and you'll get your updates. Yes. Yep. And and also with PCSing, if you're a family, like now I've recently started being able to review uh, CDCs, MWRs and things of that nature. So if you're a family, you're going to have an idea of what the child care is like. Or if you're coming up on the ETS and you're like, okay, this is the situation at this installation. These are my options. Like, do I want to eat? Do I want to get out? Or do I want to stay in? So it's those things as well, like historical records of what the installation is like. Can you explain a little bit more about the CDC? You, are you saying that you that's on Hots and Cots as well or the different platform? It's on Hots and Cots now. So if you go under other, so there's Hots and then there's Cots and then there's other. And other, other is kind of a collection of, different parts of the installation. So you have your CDC, uh, your troop clinic or, or medical clinic, your hospital, uh, MWR, gyms, some other parts of the installation that individuals can review. So something like JBLM has a skateboard park. Not a lot, not a lot of people knew it had a skateboard park. So if you're going to be going PCSing to JBLM and you like skateboard, oh, I didn't know that had a skateboard park. I, I, can, uh, I can go and start skateboarding if I wanted to. So it actually highlights other facilities on that installation. Correct. I mean, that's a whole different ball game. Like, so you're able to, like you're saying, like it's not necessarily a platform of negativity. It's a platform to show what other installations have to offer because those are important when people are making life-changing choices. Yes, it is. And that's what I'm trying to do with Hots and Cots is find a centralized place that service members can get an idea of what an installation is like when they're when they're going somewhere new. Because sometimes 
you have no idea what you're getting into when you're when you're going to a new installation. So overall well-being is the overall purpose of Hots and Cots for military service members. And then also yeah. taking a, bit, a little bit further that it actually helps leaders as well. So leaders can identify things that soldiers may be going through that they can go ahead and remedy. So we can focus on training and other things that's just as important. Yeah. So I've, I have a lot of thoughts around that because I think quality of life impacts is it's a waterfall effect of, of other stuff. So if your quality of life within your barracks and your room, you're not getting appropriate sleep, you're not eating healthy, um, or you're living, you're sleeping in a place that has mold, which then is going to have health issues because then you're always going to sick hall, which then goes up to your manpower. Because so ideally, yes, it's I'm wanting to be able to provide leadership with an insight with the soldiers are kind of going through positive and negative uh, of of living and being in the military. It all comes together. So why is Hassan Kass dear to you? You know, I didn't do full 20. And I think there's parts of my life, I think back and I look back, like, gosh, I wish I would have done 20. I think Hots and Cots is dear to me because I can still give back to the military because the army did give a lot to me. It set me up on a different path of life that if I didn't join the military, my life would be very different. So I see Hots and Cots as my way to kind of give back to those that are still in and those who may be wanting to join up into the military. And I want to be able to show off what the military can do, what it does have to offer. Uh, because when the army and the military is good, it's good. And, and you get to do some cool stuff in the military. I mean, you do not many places. Can you go and say, I got to refuel a, a, a Blackhawk as it was uh, like, a, like a hot refueling, or I got to do a bunch of rides in a Chinook or something like, so I, that's why it's dear to me. It's still, yeah. I guess, a way for me to give back to the military community. And the military provides you an opportunity to see things that you would never see before. And one of the things that the military does get a bad rap on is small instances of well-being of our military members, because a picture tells a thousand words more than mm-hmm. you know a few words that are spoken. But with your app of Hots and Cots, it really allows for leaders to be able to take the initiative and get ahead of things and say, hey, we identified a problem, but this is how we fixed it. So the bottom up, and then it gets top down because soldiers are seeing that things are being fixed. It's not that it's going to be like that for six months or eight months. It's immediate action. Yes. I think it means a lot to the junior enlisted when leaders really care and they're wanting to get issues resolved. And and sometimes those leaders who can't fix this stuff isn't their first line leader. Their, their company commander and, and their first sergeant may be absolutely trying to get stuff fixed, but it's whoever's above them or whoever's above them that that's where the holdup is. And that's where I'm trying to maybe to progress the conversations on getting stuff resolved at a faster pace if need be. So Rob, as people listen to this podcast, what is like your overall message to them or what you want them to know about HOTS and COTS? I am trying to partner with the military, I guess is my response. I'm not here to cause waves. I'm not trying to make the military look bad. I'm trying to help and kind of show what junior enlisted soldiers are going through and their quality of life looks like. I can hear it in your voice that you care. And most importantly, overall well-being is important. And it's not that it's a tit for tat or I want to make this a negative thing. I want to make it a positive thing. So, Rob, the purpose of Full Battle Rattle Podcast is to create a connection with the Army's greatest assets, which is people and people's drive readiness. And I want to let you know that you're you're driving readiness. If we can get our soldiers or military members of whatever branch to 
be in a safe, uh, well-taken-care-of uh, manner, it impacts training. And training is important because when you train, you train to a standard and you're not distracted about you going to a barracks that's full of mold or your defect, your dining facility food is the best that it can be, then it provides a different environment for leaders to be able to pour into that soldier or military member. So I want to thank you for taking the initiative, being innovative and creative, and most importantly, being bold to launch HOTS and HOTS application. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I, I really appreciate you having me on to be able to share the work I'm trying to do with HOTS and HOTS. It, it means a lot to me. So thank you. Absolutely, Rob. Anything else before you go? Download Hots and Cots. It's free. There's no ads. I'm not asking for money to do any shady privacy tracking. So check it out. If anything, just download it, check it out and see what our soldiers are and, and service members are kind of living in and what they have, what the military has to offer. And how can someone get in contact with you? My contact information is in the app. You can also go to hotscots.app and there's a contact me section. Or you can just send me an email at robert.evansii at gmail.com. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate it. Battle Rattle out. Right.